Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Breaking news once again in the world of conspiracy theory. This has been a very, very crazy year from the destruction of the Georgia Guidestones to the Queen of England, most famously known as being a shape-shifting reptilian, has died. What does her death say about the reptilian conspiracy theory? And then we take a look at a tasty yet disgusting conspiracy theory. Is it possible that every time you eat a hot dog or have a pulled pork sandwich, you're actually taking a bite out of one of your relatives? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. We got a lot of stuff to cover, so we're going to get started right away. First off, walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now is one of our newest Patreon supporters. Everyone, give it up for Ask Swo. Woohoo! Yeah, come on in, buddy. Ask Swo is walking on into Dead Rabbit Command, does a little pose. When he gets right next to me for some weird reason. Ask Woe, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. I see more of you guys are doing that online recently. So that's awesome. I really like to see it. It helps the show grow. Now, Ask Woe, we're going to go ahead and we're going to toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We're flying all the way out to jolly old England. Doing that, flying there. I'm kind of sitting back reading the newspaper, and I go, oh, man, did you see the news? Queen Elizabeth died. <laughs> You're like, Jason, that's your reaction? That's your reaction, one of the world's oldest monarchs? And I was like, yeah, listen, I'm American, right? So, I mean, listen, it's a, it's horrible when anybody dies. I'm not celebrating anybody's death. But she was like, I, I don't know, she's not my queen, right? So, I mean, when I read the headlines... When I here here's the thing. When I read the headlines, this is the first thing I thought. This is how you know you are died in the world conspiracy theorist. I thought, I wonder how the reptilian conspiracy theorists are going to handle this. That was the very first thought. And then I thought, oh, it's it's sad that a ninety six year old grandmother died. But then I went back to, they have to be. It's so funny because I knew one of two things. And, and before we get into that, people are like, wait, 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 what? Queen Elizabeth is a reptilian. I think that's. I think this is such a widely known conspiracy theory. I'm not going to go too in-depth. I'd be shocked if you hadn't heard this by now, but there's a uh, British author, British conspiracy theorist named David Icke. 
And he was the one who really popularized the shape-shifting reptilian conspiracy theory in the first place. And he's British. He used to be a race car driver. And everyone's like, whoa, yeah, he went so fast in that car, dude. Yeah, awesome. Win the race. And he's like, read my book. Read my book. And people were like, oh, is the book about race car driving? He's like, maybe. And they read it. <laughs> that didn't actually happen. He wasn't throwing it out there in a ceremony. He was a race car driver, though. And then when he retired, he started uncovering the reptilian conspiracy. Interesting career. Like, whatever you think about David Icke's theories, I think that's interesting, right? He's a renaissance man. He's a renaissance man. He's done two things, race cars and talk about reptilians. He believes that the reptilian conspiracy theory, the shape-shifting reptilians, he is the main driving force behind that. Like, I remember back in, like, the early 2000s, it would even be, like, pre... I don't want to date. I don't want to say it was pre-9-11, but I remember in the early 2000s, You'd be walking through Barnes and Noble, and they had the spirituality section, which was also doubled for the conspiracy section. It was very small back then. And David Icke had his own little row. So when Queen Elizabeth died, I thought, okay, she was supposed to be, if not the head of the reptilian world order on Earth, she was one of the biggest players, right? She was laying all the eggs. <laughs> if you were famous, if you were a famous reptilian, you came out of her Cockix, is that the term? She, Queen Elizabeth sat down and dropped a big old reptilian egg right in the middle of Buckingham Palace and outcrawled Kanye West. This is this conspiracy theory. Actually, that's, again, that's specifically not one of those. You won't find that in a David Icke book, but she was either the biggest reptilian overlord or one of the top. And she's dead now. And I remember thinking, that sucks. Grandma, grandma died. That's not cool. Secondly, I thought, Reptilians. Like, I mean, I'm seriously, like, I was like, how are they going to deal with this? And I remember thinking a couple different things popped in my head. I thought, one, they're going to ignore it. And they're talking about the reptilian conspiracy theorists, and, and they're just going to pretend it didn't happen. Or, two, they're going to basically say stuff like, well, she's just going into another body now. She, like, shape-shifted into... Charlie D'Amelio or something like that. Like, this is just part of the life cycle. Don't you know the life cycle of reptiles, you ignoramus? Uh, this is part of the... She's just shapeshifting into someone else. This body's dead, but the alien is just shapeshifting. So basically, it's one, they just pretend it didn't happen. And they just kind of hand wave it off. The other one is they make up some sort of story for it. But I thought, is anyone reptilian, human, gray, insectoid, everything dies, right? And I thought... Probably the the most interesting way they could handle this, because I have been going on to a lot of forums that I don't normally go on. I was going like the David Icke's forum and stuff like that, trying to figure out what they're saying. I think that the easiest thing would be to say, yeah, Queen Elizabeth, world-famous shape-shifting reptilian, died at the age of 96. Reptilians also, I mean, maybe she was 400 in space years, but she just died. And now a new blood-soaked saga will begin. Who will take over the reptilian agenda? I found one post. I started looking through all these forums. I found one post that was basically like, now the war begins. Now the war between the reptilians to see who seizes control. And that one post was just that. The I, my, my predictions were correct. Other people, a lot of posts in these forums are saying... She's been dead for years. You didn't know that? The real Queen Elizabeth died a couple years ago. She, okay, I was about to make a Princess Diana joke, but I'll refrain. 
Th that wasn't a real one anyways. Th this was like, a, so why would you clone a reptilian first off? Just get a new reptilian overlord. Secondly, then that would make, then that would make like the past couple years of David Icke talking about her. She's a reptilian. Then that's not true because she was a clone. I don't know. Just accept, like when I say accept reality, I will allow you, I will allow you. You can talk about reptilians all you want. I'm not going to say you can't do that. But except that also reptilians can die, right? You can't have a world where Queen Elizabeth is a shape-shifting reptilian who rules the world, but she's been dead for years. What we've seen was a clone or a hologram or something like that, because then the first sentence doesn't make any sense. Just say, yeah, she died. She's a reptilian. Fine. I don't believe that, but if you want to believe that, fine. But if you want to continue... I it makes more sense. You know what I mean? It makes more sense to be like, yeah, reptilians die too. And so that's going to be the name of my book, Reptilians Die Too. And then the other, what was the two theory? Oh, one that they just kind of hand waved it off. Oh, she'd been dead for years. And then what was the second one? I don't even remember what it was, what, what my second example was. I think it kind of blended together. Some people just were like, no, um, they just kind of, oh, oh, that was it. So one of them, I don't remember what order I put them in. <laughs> Sorry for this very well-structured episode. Like I said, this is breaking news. This kind of jumped right in my lap and I was doing research literally up until the minute of recording this. You had one camp saying she'd been dead for years. It doesn't matter. It's just been a clone. And then the other group completely ignored it. Completely. They're not even talking about it. And, that, and what's shocking is that's the biggest group. So I was going on the David Icke forums. And I was going on this other forum I used to go to all the time, unironically, when I was more of a hardcore conspiracy theorist. Like, I never believed the reptilian shape-shifting agenda, but I believed a lot of conspiracy theories. Without even... if, if we, Oh, man. I was... It was... It was entertaining. It was fun, but it was bad. Like I would get in long arguments about 9/11 was an inside job in real life, by the way, not online. Like we would have these discussions about these conspiracy theories. Like I was 100% died in the world conspiracy theorist believed all this stuff, and I spent a lot of time on godlike productions. So I went back there, they're not talking about it. Like this in the world of conspiracy theory, this is huge. Just like the Georgia Guidestones blowing up earlier this year. And I predicted, and I was right, I said we're never gonna find out who did that. As far as the public knows, there's not even an investigation. Isn't that so bizarre? Someone detonated a bomb. Forget what it was. Like take out the whether it's the Georgia Guidestones or your local Froyo shop, someone detonated a bomb, a fairly powerful bomb, to destroy all of this concrete that was designed to survive a nuclear war, right? That was the intent after these huge, massive ecological or man-made disasters. Georgia Guidestones would still be there to lead us. Not only did the Guidestones get blown up, and there's, as far as we know, no investigation. There's not even people really asking hey, what's going on with this investigation, including the conspiracy theorists? Like, this has been completely dropped. At the very last moment when it blew up, basically the mainstream media who said, oh, well, we don't care about it anyways, it was built by a white supremacist, and we know who it was. And I was like, "What? where is this coming from? And then that became the official story, and then people stopped asking questions. I guess there was a documentary called Shadow Over Elberton. Could be pronouncing it wrong. Shocker that I pronounced the word wrong. There was a documentary that came out a couple of years ago, and they said, we know who built the Georgia Guidestones because we were talking to a guy who said he knew who did it, and he opened up a box of letters that apparently these letters were from 
the guy who did it. And one of those letters, there's a pile of letters, the camera crew got a name and an address off one of those letters, and it was the name of some local clownsman or local white supremacist or something like that. So they go, that's the guy. Now, that documentary came out, and nothing really came of it, right? It came out like in 2017, 2018, like that. And then when the Georgia Guidestones blew up, everyone goes, oh, they're racist anyway, so it doesn't matter. We're not going to look into it. Now, it's so fascinating because from the day they were built until the day they were destroyed, the narrative was this was New World Order propaganda. This was the original Denver airport murals. This was the New World Order showing people how they wanted the world to be. And that was the through line. That documentary came out and nobody talked about it. It blew up and the kind of the media just goes, it's a bunch of white supremacists, so who cares? And if you ask questions, you're a white supremacist. If you want to know, like, that was a white supremacist thing blew up. Do you care if white supremacist stuff gets blown up? People are like, uh, <laughs> okay. And it disappeared. It disappeared. Now, again, just just normal person walking through the world, do you think they would at least be wondering why a bomb went off in Georgia that destroyed this concrete monument? But the conspiracy theorists, for them to drop it even, you still see whispers of it now and then. But think about it, it's completely gone from the zeitgeist. Not just the Georgia Guidestones blowing up, but what the Georgia Guidestones represented. That entire thing is just gone. You don't even hear them talking about it. I have seen a few, This going back to the Queen Elizabeth thing, I have seen a through line in the conspiracy community where they're saying that since the Georgia Guidestones have blown up, Shinzo Abe was assassinated. And Queen now Queen Elizabeth has passed away. And there was one other world leader who died recently. And they were connecting that to basically the Georgia Guidestones was... I'm not, <laughs> For the intelligence agencies that listen to this podcast, I'm not saying this, that the Georgia Guidestones was some sort of marker in time where the elite were starting to get wiped out one by one. That's an interesting conspiracy theory, right? Who was the other world leader? I don't remember. but So you still have some people talking about it. For the most part, they're all they're talking about in the conspiracy theory community is COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. Vaccines and microchips in your bloodstream and all that stuff. It's absolutely fascinating. But anyways, going back to the Queen Elizabeth thing, what are these people going to do now that their lizard queen has been killed? And I'm talking from the conspiracy theories, how they look at her... As a lizard queen, she died and they just, they, I mean, seriously, they just stopped talking about it. One person was like, because when they first announced that she was sick, one person was like, oh, dude, if she dies on September 9th, that'll be 9-9-2022. And nines are basically upside down sixes, right? Everyone's just kind of like, yeah, I guess. And if you took 2022 and you got rid of the zero and you had two plus two plus two, that's six. So nine nine six, turn those other nines upside down at six six six. But she didn't, she didn't die on September 9th. She died on September 8th. So he made his prediction. He's like, oh, man, I was hoping it would be satanic. It was just a grandma dying. But it's just so interesting how the conspiracy theory community, like all communities, right? If you find information that doesn't back your argument, you get rid of it or you ignore it. And the conspiracy theory community, because they're so fanciful, I do love them. I am a member of them on one end, definitely. 
they just can make stuff up. <laughs> they just make stuff up at a certain point and be like, oh, she's been dead for years. What? You were still buying all those David Icke books saying she was a reptilian? Ah, nah. She was just the clone. She was just the clone. She was just the clone. And I, I do have to say, though, and this is going to segue into our next story. Let's go ahead and ask, whoa, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. Get that car fired up while I'm finishing this little thing. I will say that as I was researching it, I said they were mostly talking about COVID. There was a ton of stuff about COVID and vaccines and people dying off from the vaccine and all that stuff. And 9-11. Doing a lot of this research leading up to 9-11. We're seeing all this stuff. I was doing research a couple minutes before I go on air. They're talking a lot about 9-11. So it's 9-11, COVID, and then the, the whole... the reptilian overlord queen is dead even on david ike's own forums it's barely a whisper so weird so bizarre because this was the big boss that again as as she got older people would be like can a human live that long no (laughs) only reptilians can live to be 96 it actually helped their argument that she was so old but now when they're she's dead they're like eh, it didn't matter anyway she was a clone or they just don't talk about it so that's fascinating to me. But, you know, Asquo, go ahead and get in that Jason Jalopy. We're driving all the way out to your hometown. Asquo's like, oh, no, are you doxing me? Ah, oh, what did I sign up for? No, we're not going to Asquo's hometown. Or not even hometown. That was that was that was incorrect. We're going to we're going to where you live right now. And this is a thought experiment I came up with last night. Last night, I was sitting in a restaurant with my friend Sabine. September 10th, it's like 8. It was like 8 p.m. And this is what it's like to hang out with me, right? <laughs> right? It's, I'm sure it's exhausting for people around me. We're out having Mexican food. It's delicious. And as we're leaving Modern Taco, which is an amazing Mexican restaurant here in town, as we're leaving Modern Taco, I said, I remember walking through the doors, and I go, what if... All of a sudden, you realized it was September 10th, 2001. It was 8 p.m. on the West Coast, because that's where I'm at. What could you possibly do to stop 9-11? And it became this thought experiment I started going through. And I kind of would like to invite you guys to do it as well. And this is how I set it up, right? My cell phone wouldn't work. My cell phone won't work. There's no 5G towers around. The reptilians have not put those in every city as part of their brain heating apparatus. There's no 5G towers. My cell phone wouldn't work. I didn't live up here in 2001. So if you've moved since 2001, you would be where you are right now. You're where you're at now in 2022, but all of a sudden you're sent back to September 10th, 2001. And... How would you warn about this? And this is what I came up with. I go, I, I don't, I didn't live up here, so I don't, I wouldn't know anyone up here in two thousand one. I wouldn't be able to get into my place. My key might still work, but there'd be some weirdo living there. I would have to go into a business and use a phone. I'd have to say, "Can I use your phone? This is an emergency." And you would have the internet was totally different, right? You'd probably just get a phone book at a certain point, and I would call the FBI. But here's the thing: the FBI would. They get hundreds of these calls a day, right? The FBI gets kooky calls all the time. And so this is what I figured out. I would have to call up the FBI. It would be 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The attacks happened like, 
I said 12 hours, I thought, last night, but they happened like at 7 or 8, somewhere around there in Eastern Standard Time. So I don't even have a 12-hour gap. It's much shorter. And you would have to be able to convince the FBI with knowledge you have now of the 9-11 attacks. But it would have to be stuff that you that happened before. Because if you start saying, 3,000 people, they're going to die, and there's going to be people jumping out of buildings, and they're going to collapse... If you guys are going to be like, wait, what are you talking about? You you can make up any scenario. This is my situation. I'd call up the FBI and I said, listen, I'm sure you get all these calls a hundred times, but there's going to be a terror attack on the East Coast in New York tomorrow, sometime tomorrow morning, September 11th. It's going to be like seven, eight in the morning. And I would start, I'd be like, there's going to, because you would have to convince them that you knew about this. They would assume you were part of it, but I'd say it's going to be spearheaded by a guy named Osama bin Laden. He's operating out of Afghanistan with a group called the Taliban. His group's called Al-Qaeda. And you would start listing stuff off and they would be like, how would he know that? Like, yeah, Osama bin Laden was interviewed by Time Magazine in 1997 and he could probably pick up some of this stuff. And I'd be like, he's working with a guy named Muhammad Atta. He's currently under surveillance. He's been going to flight instruction schools. And so at that point, specific stuff like that, they would start to go, oh, wait, we are investigating that guy. We have been looking at people going to flight schools. And I would say there's going to be a training exercise. There's no way I would know this is a civilian on the West Coast. Tomorrow morning, the Air Force is going to do a training exercise. And what they're going to do is they're going to do a simulation of planes being hijacked so they can work on scrambling their jets. How would I know that? I know that. But that's really all the info. I was, it, that took me like 20, 30 minutes because I was really thinking about it. last night. Sabine's like, oh, that's kind of interesting, Jason. I was like, no, but wait. And I said I would call the FBI, I would say all that stuff, and then I would call, like, the New York Times and the Washington Post. I would call different newspapers. Because here's the thing, which is what would happen. I would get arrested. In very, very short order, because I'm, us- I'm using the phone at Modern Taco. It was I don't even know if it was Modern Taco back then. I'm using the phone at Crazy Pepper. That's what it used to be called. And the FBI would send someone in to get me, because I'm threatening, quote-unquote, to them. I know all this stuff about some terror attack. They would think I was in on it. And the reason why I would call the media is because they're going to throw me in Guantanamo Bay. It's not even open at this point. They're going to assume I'm part of it, and they may not even do anything to stop it. But I would say, listen, a plane's going to hit sometime in the morning, and then there's going to be a period of time, maybe 30, 45, because I don't know a ton of information. I don't know a ton of... (laughs) Sabine was like, you know a lot. You actually know surprisingly a lot about pre-9-11, but I don't know what times the plane hits. And I couldn't say, like, and then United 93 is going to crash in Pennsylvania. Like, none of that stuff would prevent it. I'm trying to prevent it. But yeah, isn't that interesting? I thought, like, being so far away, having having to use a stranger's phone, you might still be in the town you grew up in, which is fine. You just go like, hey, mom, hey, dad, terrorists are attacking tomorrow. But how you might have better ideas or more information, but how would you be able to stop it? And I think you could give them enough information that even if they didn't believe you, once that first plane hit... You could scramble jets for the other planes. But I again, I would say, listen, all you got to do, it's United 93 is coming out somewhere on the East Coast. And then I think it's American Airlines and United Airlines. Those are the only two airlines involved. Just put extra security. Just check them. They're bringing in box cutters. That's it. That's all you got to do. You can save 3,000 lives. You can stop a 20-year-long war. And you could never, you, can, you actually couldn't say that. You can never tell them you were from the future. You could. 
But they wouldn't believe you. Then they would definitely think you were crazy. You could just keep saying, I can't tell you how I know this, but I know this. It was interesting. I was thinking the thought experiment through. I remember another thing I said. I go, George W. Bush will be reading a book called My Pet Goat in Florida. Ask the Secret Service detail. Call them. Ask him if ask him if he's pre-read that book so he doesn't have any surprises as he's reading it. That's the book he's reading. How would I know that? But you would get arrested. They would take you somewhere. They probably would, you know, they probably would waterboard you. You'd be the first waterboarder. But yeah, would it be worth it? Would it be worth it trying to, yeah, basically to save 3,000 lives? But then I said, what if you're on the phone with the FBI and you tell them all that information and they go, well, we don't believe you. We do not believe you that Osama bin Laden is going to attack America tomorrow. And you're like, but I've given you all that information. And then George Bush is on the phone and he goes, because it's an inside job, baby. You can't stop it now. And you're like, no. I've always thought this is a conspiracy theory of mine. Yeah, do that thought experiment. I think it would be interesting to, to get your heart rate up. I've always thought the reason why history is the way it is, is because of time travelers. There may have been someone far worse in charge of a lot of these countries, right? Someone worse than Hitler, someone worse than Stalin. We could have had presidents that have completely destroyed the world, right? The wrong person gets elected at the wrong time. You could have a moment where, and this was kind of that plot of that Stephen King novel, but you can tell by the sound of my voice how much I enjoyed it. What was it, 1963 or whatever? That someone else was killed. That was actually an episode of Quantum Leap as well. Uh, Jackie Kennedy was killed instead of John F. Kennedy. And so Squiggy sent the Quantum Leap back into the body of uh, Lee Harvey Oswald and he shot JFK or something like that. I vaguely remember that episode. Spoiler alert for a 30-year-old television show. I think history, like, what if someone went back in time, like, uh, New York was nuked. And someone went back in time and stopped the nuking of New York, but because of that... Just three towers were taken down in the middle of New York City. Who knows? That's my conspiracy theory, right? And if I am right, I'm going to get erased from the time stream because I know too much. But yeah, you know, 9-11, it's always kind of a somber day. So I figured we'd play a game. I figured we'd play a game. Thought experiment. Could you stop it? Who knows? Maybe you're a general in the military. You're like, yeah, Jason, I really love your podcast. And I can totally stop it. I was a captain back then. I would make a couple phone calls, but interesting. And I want to segue that. That real quick into a Dead Rabbit Recommends. I wanted to do a long time ago and I just kind of forgot about, but I never forgot about the movie. I just forgot about telling you guys about it. Super quick Dead Rabbit Recommends. There is a conspiracy movie called Toxic Skies starring Anne Heche. And it came out quite a few years ago. It came out in the mid-2000s. It's about chemtrails, which I'm not a huge fan of that conspiracy theory. Not that I don't think it's really happening or not really happening. I just think it's kind of boring, right? It's just lines in the sky. Toxic Skies is about Anne Heche and some dude. This is real off-the-cuff recommendation as well. They're trying to uncover this conspiracy theory that chemicals are being sprayed in the sky. This was a made-for-TV movie or is direct-to-video or something like that. So it doesn't have the highest budget, but I'll tell you this. The first five minutes is pure nightmare fuel for any conspiracy theorist. Like, the first five minutes is absolutely terrifying. I felt really uncomfortable watching it. And again, it is like a made-for-TV movie, but I'm not going to spoil it, but you watch that opening scene and you're like, whew. 
That's what that is the ultimate fear of every every conspiracy theorist. It's a really good movie. I really did like Toxic Skies. They're trying to solve a mystery that we already know the answer to, right? That the skies are full of poison. And they're trying to go about it and expose this group. I guess it's not so much as a mystery because they kind of figured it out too, but they're trying to expose the group. And it the beginning the movie is good. The movie itself is good. I'd give it like a six or a seven, but the beginning and the ending, you're like, yeah. That's a hundred percent. Those are the two most accurate things you see in the world of conspiracy theory, the beginning and the ending. Excellent movie. We lost Anne Heche recently. I know there's been a lot of conspiracy theories about her death. She was currently working on a movie about um, child trafficking, child, child sex trafficking. And then she got in that car accident and she burned, she got all horribly burned up. And then she was moving around. People said, Oh no, the firefighters were, were part of the Illuminati. Cause I get I, this, this episode's all over the place, but she got in this uh, car accident. The, she crashed into a house. The house caught on fire. The firefighters came in, they saw the car. They didn't see her. They're putting out the fire. They see her in the car. She's like on the floorboards. They realize now. So she was like in this car for like a half hour. And then they took her out. And then there's helicopter footage of her being put on what people have said is a body bag. Throwing her in a body bag. And then she bursts out of the body bag. And then the firefighter pushes her back into the body bag and zips it up. And people have said, oh, it's the Illuminati silencing her. What I've read... Because I've read, I, on the conspiracy theorist forums, you have people who are just, you know, reporting on what they see. That's fair. If, if you're looking at that and you go, wow, this is what it looks like. I'm not going to say you're a dummy because that does make sense. You had other people come on and go, no, no, no. What that was is that was a blanket. That's like a foil that they use for, for burn victims. They go, she has so badly burned. She is so... Uh, exposed to just, I mean, like bits of dirt, toxins, anything. Like she has no skin. So what they were doing was they were putting her in the, it wasn't like a bag. It was like this foil thing over her. And they go, yeah, she's still alive. And it freaked her out. So she sat up and they're like, no, get back under here. Cause that's the only way that, you know, you have a chance is being in this thing. She was just completely burned. I didn't think it was interesting. Like at first, when I saw the, saw the news, I was like, Oh, that sucks. I guess there was alcohol involved. That was another thing, but I don't know if they've proven that there. I guess she was talking on a podcast earlier that day about uh, drinking a lot, drinking a lot that day or something. And then, um, yeah, I'm just addressing the conspiracy theories, trying to go off the top of my head again here, but yeah, I, I do remember this. She got in the car accident. I go, oh, that sucks. And then the family's like, oh, the hospital's like, oh, she seems to be fine. She seems to be fine. And then like a day or two later, they're like, we're selling her or not. <laughs> we're not selling. We're donating her organs. She's dead. I remember thought that was weird. But it doesn't mean it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, it, who knows what this film, if it's just a generic, not don't take my daughter lifetime movie about child sex trafficking, then I don't think she would have gotten killed over that. If it was naming big names, if the villain was an obvious metaphor for Brian Singer, then, you know, definitely she could have been erased. I'm not saying either way, honestly, because I don't know much about that movie. It hasn't come out. People do get Toxic Skies. Like, again, it's a it, it that is an element of the movie Toxic Skies that she was in. And that movie starting, that's what, when I saw it in, in articles, I go, I got to recommend that to my audience because it really is a good movie. So that's a Dead Rabbit Recommend slash another bit of current conspiracy news as well about Anne Heche.
Guys, we're going to go ahead and save the human-pig hybrid store for tomorrow. All of that conspiracy talk went on a little bit longer than it than I planned it to. But I hope it also showed how passionate I am about the world of conspiracy theories. A lot of times people hate on me personally because I don't believe. They go, you don't believe in anything. You believe in the stuff you've experienced, which I think is pretty normal. But you don't believe in all these other conspiracy theories. And I definitely used to be a 9-11 truther. We've talked a lot about that. Um, and then I'm not anymore. I saw a video of a World Trade Center. What was it? Tower 7? The, the third twin tower. <laughs> it's weird to say it like that, but three towers went down on 9-11. Uh, one, two, and then building number 7. And I saw some video footage from the other angle, and you could see there was massive damage done to it. And I felt lied to by the conspiracy theory community. I know that the government lies to me. I know that big businesses lie to me. I know the media lies to me. But when my fellow conspiracy theorists lie to me, I took that as a betrayal because I thought we were all in this together. So, but I hope, I mean, really, if anything, not like I ever have to defend myself. People can feel how they feel about me. People don't have to like me or anything like that. Whether or not I believe in every conspiracy theory I come across, I feel very passionate about talking about them. Like, I, f I could just go on and on and on and on and on and on, but, you know, then that's just not an entertaining podcast. It's just the guy rambling. I'm actually hoping that the past half hour or so has been entertaining to you. It feels very rambly to me. It's not our normal type of show if you're a new listener. But, yeah, I do love the world of conspiracy theory. I find it so fascinating. The ones I believe in, and even the ones I don't believe in, even the ones I find boring, like chemtrails, I find it very, very interesting to talk about. And we got more stuff to come up on Dead Rabbit Radio. We'll talk about human hybrids tomorrow, human-pig hybrids tomorrow. We'll have Asku back to be flying the carpenter copter. We might even be covering some even weirder <laughs> conspiracy theories. And then I will do some paranormal stuff as well, just to mix everything up. Guys, thank you so much for checking us out. Dead Rabbit Radio at Gmail. Wait, is it Dead Rabbit Radio? Yeah. Oh, man. Dead Rabbit Radio at Gmail.com is going to be our email address. They're already beaming the microwave 5Gs into my head. It's going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. I'll start doing those again soon. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm so glad you listened to it today. Have a great one.